In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Marinko Riley about using social media to grow your e-commerce business. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 26. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the podcast that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pulaski. I'm here today with Mariko Briley, the founder of Ubly, where her and her husband have created a program to help business owners use social media to grow their businesses. So I want to bring her on the show today to talk a little bit about the kind of details about that and how to kind of use social media to grow their business, generate more leads, generate more sales, and want to uh, dig into that a bit. So how are you doing today? Hey, Charles. Thanks for having me on your show today. I'm doing awesome over here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Yes, I'm very excited to talk about e-commerce, social media marketing, all that good stuff. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, it's a fun topic. So did I get you? Did I get your name right? I want to make sure I pronounce that. I definitely uh, before the show I was practicing, but did you, you did. Job? You, okay. did a, you did a good job. You said everything <laughs> correct. All right. I know it's, it's a little different. So I hear all sorts of different pronunciations. Okay, excellent. Good. Thank you. I'm glad. So using social media kind of grow your business. I want to kind of figure out you know, how exactly do you do that? Is this paid? Is this, you know, organic social media or where you kind of, where do you get started with this? Yeah. You know, I find that social media marketing is super, super popular. Everybody wants to know how to use online to generate and grow their business. So we have a very wide audience, but what we do is we try and keep it really simple. Um, there's a lot of competitors out there. There's a lot of other people that they tell you how to set up like a 20 step sales funnel and you have to do all this stuff before you even get started on making money. Well, we kind of take the opposite approach and show people in four steps really how to, we use a lot of automation, um, how to drive traffic and generate leads and ultimately close those leads into new clients. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So how we do it is I'll just take you through our four step process. Yeah, um, absolutely. No, is this, I just saw, just so we understand we're talking a lot of, is this mainly Facebook or is that kind of, um, I know that's the big social platform. Uh, it right is. Now. Okay. Yeah. And... Social media is pretty broad, but we primarily use Facebook in our training. Okay. So mainly Facebook and so all paid Facebook advertising, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. That's the majority of what we're talking about is paid traffic through Facebook. Paid traffic through mm -hmm. Facebook. Okay. So how do you use that to first, I guess, generate traffic and then how do you basically convert that into leads? Like what out of those four steps? Sure. So we first take a look at your online presence. So that's your branding. If you have a lot of people are really starting off and they don't even have business pages set up on social media. So we kind of coach people through, show them how to do that. Um, if you don't have a website or need us to take a peek at it, we do that as well because you really do have to establish something online first before you start marketing it and running people to your your social media pages. Um, then we get into the, what we call the funnel, which is just a really fancy term for different types of sites that you're using a lot of automation to be able to attract the leads and to send them somewhere. So there's a popular term called like a landing page or a lead capture page. 
And what we do is we teach you how to set those up, what software to use, where somebody comes in, let's say they see an ad on Facebook, they click on it, takes them to a landing page, mm -hmm. and there they can capture all of their information. So you fill out you know, your first name, your phone number, your email address, and that person then becomes a business's lead. So that's our primary focus is how to attract that type of that person and then how to turn them into a lead. Um, we found out a couple years ago that that wasn't enough. So generating leads was never an issue, but then people were, businesses were having a hard time not knowing what to do after they got the lead. So we actually incorporated a sales training part as well because talking to a lead that you generate online is a lot different than somebody that walks through the door for your business. So we incorporated uh, some sales training to help people get comfortable talking to, to people that uh, came through online and were interested in their business. Okay. Yeah, I feel like this is something on the e-commerce side, a lot of folks, um, you know, either new to this or just starting off and, you know, spend a bunch of money on Facebook or Instagram and don't have, you know, <laughs> just basically donate the money to Instagram or Facebook and uh, don't see a return. So, you know, it's not just about driving traffic, but then, so on, I guess on the e-commerce side, are you, when you say landing page, are you driving traffic to a product page and then trying to convert that? Or where does this whole process kind of start from the e-commerce point of view? Sure. And that's a really good question because a lot of people have this notion where you just attract a lead through an ad and then they go and buy something from your business. Um, but that's actually really hard to do if you don't have a highly commercialized business where you have that trust already set up. So most people that we talk to, most businesses are from the small to medium range where they, they're not like McDonald's or Coca-Cola where they have this awesome brand out and people trust that company. Um, so we help them set up a funnel that builds trust and provides value and education where people then can say, okay, I think this business has something that I want or that I need. And then it opens the door to them um, finding out more and be ultimately becoming a client. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, when you're getting started, think if you kind of show an ad, you know, on Facebook for maybe a selling, I don't know, a pair of socks or something, you know, even <laughs> a, very, a very low price point thing, you think they're going to see it once, say, oh, great, I like these socks, hit buy, they buy the socks, they're done, they move right through. And, you know, it's a $20 price point, and it's just going to kind of go right through. But you still need that kind of like brand awareness at the beginning of understanding this is somebody who's, you know, reputable, has is in business, you know, they're not just trying to steal my $20 um, and something behind that and try to, you know, show to them there's something, there's, there's something here and just recognizing that brand, you know, a couple times online. So maybe you're showing them an ad to kind of, hey, you know, we're the leading sock provider sort of thing. Or what do you kind of recommend to, you know, warm people up so it's not just, hey, buy our socks and, you know, they say no and they, they wander off forever. Like, what do you do to actually like start that process so they really, um, they start understanding your brand? Sure. Um, so when it comes to branding, you definitely have to build awareness and you have to have some sort of content floating out there on the internet. Um, so that means that you need to beef up your actual business page on Facebook where you're advertising from. 
Um, then it helps to also have a website where people can visit and see that, okay, this is an actual legitimate business, that these people actually do exist. Um, things like having a email address, just little things that you take for granted are very important to have displayed all over your branding because it just inherit subconsciously almost builds this trust that, okay, they're putting their contact information out there. So they must be real people or somebody that if I have a problem, I can get a hold of them. Um, yes. After you, oh, go ahead. Even just having like a phone number, I realize that's one of those things where um, oh yeah, you don't think of it and a lot of people don't call it. Actually, almost <laughs> a lot of times no one calls it, but <laughs> you know, even, and a lot of times even, there's a phone number here and it rings all the desk phones. Um, and after hours, it goes to an answering service. So somebody always answering the phone. Um, and I feel like that's, one of those powerful things so people actually realize oh there's there's like actual humans on the other end this isn't just like a you know like a website like a static thing this is actually there's people there and this is a business um and it really helps that first time people see you online to understand that no no this this is a real thing this isn't just a uh you know someone you know lurking on facebook trying to take you 20 dollars for the sock purchase this is actually there's someone there yeah, that's super important to have um, personalization on it and not just feel like you're dealing with somebody that's going to steal your money like you were talking about. So being able to build that trust is very important. Um, another really great way is providing value and education. So if you can have like a tip or have something that people can feel like they've received value for. And we do that from information because it's just really the easiest way to, to transfer that. Um, and what I find that works best is the reason why we use landing pages is because once you get their contact information, um, you can start emailing them. You can even start messaging them using the social media, social media messenger where you can give them, we do like incentives, right? So you can give them information. Um, you can either do like some people's businesses have training videos, free content, free information really helps build trust where people think, okay, I'm getting to know them. You're warming them up. They see the value in your company. And then ultimately it, it would make them more likely to lead to an actual purchase. Yep. So basically some sort of content around your product. So let's say you sell you mm -hmm. know, camping gear, um, sleeping bags, that sort of thing. And you have some videos around, you know, the top 10 sleeping bags, 2018, or top 10, you know, camping gear, um, items, things like that. So people can actually, you know, you can, you can basically offer some value upfront and you don't have to say purchase this and then I'll offer you something for free. You can come here, you can watch this video. You can read about our top 10 pieces of camping gear, 2018. And that at least gives you, that gives a user something without them even having to give up very much. They just give up a click and you're giving them something of value. So it's a very uh, low friction transaction initially. Definitely. Yeah. You can't go straight in for asking somebody basically to buy your product. Um, you know, we've been doing online marketing for 10 years almost. And most of the traffic that we generate we're either giving away free value from webinars, um, free downloadable PDFs. Uh, we used to call them eBooks, but essentially they're just like some type of guide information 
uh, where people can find out, a, you know, we do the problem solution kind of thing. So how we market is, is that we display a common problem that entrepreneurs or businesses have. And then we kind of not, uh, we give them tips on how to find solutions to those problems. And that works really, really well to if, you know, for any type of business out there, when you're thinking about, well, what am I going to do for marketing? What am, what, what am I going to say in my ad? We find that saying something about a problem that your audience is having and how you, your business can provide that solution is a really, really great way to start attracting people. Hmm. So. I like good. I like examples, so it's, I feel it's very okay. like, actionable. Actionable. What is, What are some things in e-commerce you saw that's working? Because I love to be able to give people like something they can do like now, basically. So if I'm running an e-commerce site, what are some like free pieces of content that I could kind of use to start building my my library of uh, my my library of assets that I could use in my advertising? Sure. Okay, so you have to think. It all starts. And this is actually something we train and teach people all like all of our clients that come through is you got to start with your audience. So you got to think, put yourself in the shoes of your clients and think about who is coming to you with a particular problem. So for our company, we offer marketing solutions. Uh, people come to it, come to us that are trying to get more clients. They need more leads. So that is the problem. The problem is, is that people want to get bigger. They need more customers. Um, they want to make more money. So that's the problem that we showcase right there. We say, hey, are you looking to grow your business? Don't know how. So that's almost like a question that you're throwing out there. And then underneath that, we provide, you know, Ubly offers free training on how to use social media to generate leads and to close or get more clients. So you kind of display the problem that your targeted audience is having right then and there. And then your business solution, so you, how you can help them with that problem. Um, so it could be, you know, I'm just pulling out. There's a ton of them. The biggest, most popular one I can think of is like weight loss, right? Yep. Are you trying to get into bikini season this summer and need to lose 20 pounds? And then the solution would be learn how uh, Sarah lost 15 pounds in two weeks and now she looks, you know, she's sitting pretty on the beach in Florida or something like that where you got the problem and the solution. Okay. I'm trying I'm trying to think for a specific like niche. Like let's say I'm, you know, e-commerce owner out there and I have a site I sell fly fishing equipment. Um, you know, so is it something, you know, how to catch a bigger... I don't know much about fly fishing. So my examples, <laughs> you should probably know something about your audience because I don't know anything about fly fishing. So bad example, but you know, trying to catch a, you know, a 10 pound bass, um, you know, try these three tips. Is it that sort of thing? Um, it's exactly that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You should so probably you know, you should at... probably know some about fly fishing though. If you're you know running a fly, fishing. <laughs> maybe just a little bit. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Cause this might actually not, you might not even, you know, fly fish with bass. That might not be a thing. So you want to start off with that. You know, I can't going. help you at all. Um, I, I'm from Alaska, so we did a lot of ocean fishing. So okay. I don't know anyone that did fly fishing. But so, yeah, it's yeah. A, know, it's your, a know your audience. Like, 
Yes. Knowing your audience. That's a good example of you got to know your audience very well, because if you throw out a problem that nobody's having, um, you know, they'd be like, what? That doesn't make sense. So, but something like that, where, you know, you're trying to do X and here's three tips to do that, that sort of thing. And it's either a, you know, a blog post, a video, like you said, a, a PDF slash ebook. Um, Mm -hmm. so that sort of thing. Yep. And you can, yeah, uh, video is super popular right now in social media. So people like video training. Um, we've been doing uh, the same type of webinar forever, for years. And, you know, a lot of times people are confused with marketing and they think, oh, I got to come up with new content and new ads all the time. Um, that's not true from what we've found with our experience is if you can find that one winning ad, that one winning piece of content that everybody wants to know, that's really all you need. And you just take it and you kind of run with it. So it's not about quantity, but more quality. Yeah. That's one of those things you don't realize at the beginning, you think it's going to have to be this like, like blogging machine or this like video machine of coming out with like a new piece of like, like five pieces of content a week. And this is going to be like your job and this is your thing you're going to do. And you don't realize that, you know, the first time someone comes to your site, this is new for them every time. So every person is new that day. So this is like the first time they're seeing it. So like you said, that's, that, that's true. right. So that webinar you've been doing for years, yep, you've obviously seen it quite a few times, but if it's my <laughs> first time, it's the first time I'm seeing it. So it's new to me. Um, and that's pretty, <laughs> like, you don't realize that at the beginning that, you, like you said, that's, that's a good tip. You don't need a thousand pieces of content. You just need the ones that, a couple that work. And it might be one, and it might be you're driving all the traffic to, you know, this one webinar, top 10 X to do Y, that sort of thing. But it's something that resonates with your audience and that's all you need. So that's definitely, um, that's something I never realized at the beginning. Nobody, nobody realizes that. Like just to put it in perspective, we've driven over a million dollars to one landing page, one, and we have not changed it because it works and it converts. So why fix something that's not broken? Yeah. I feel like that's one of those misconceptions and I've been victim to this of just, I'm going to have to be a, a landing page generation machine, a blogging machine. And it just, it's not true. Or maybe at the beginning, you might have to do a few to figure out yeah, what works. Yeah, at the beginning, for sure, you do. You have to figure out what works and what doesn't work. But once it does, then you are good to go. Okay, so now are you gener- Are you in Facebook? Um, so if we're just to actually take this right into the Facebook world, you're building what sort of campaign and what sort of traffic you're actually um, driving to this page? Like where you, like what sort of audience, like how do you actually pick that? Sure, we are uh, very niche right now. So. I would say a huge part of our audience are network marketers. Um, We find that that particular type of industry really needs help with getting their business online and then really needs help with also finding a new avenue of leads outside of family and friends. Okay. So how do you actually find, so let's say, Again, I'm using my fly fishing example I know nothing about, but how do you find you know, people that like fly fishing on Facebook? Are you looking at certain groups? Do they follow a certain company? Like, are you pulling email addresses from somewhere? Like, how do you actually initially find that audience from, you know, just from, it's not just, you know, males 18 to 21. It's something a little more specific than that, I'm guessing, right? Uh, definitely, yeah. That's one of the great parts and why we actually use Facebook is because they have so many different types of targeted demographics you can choose from. 
it's it's kind of scary actually when you get in there. Uh, they have you know you can do the typical gender, age, location. That's pretty much standard with any type of marketing online. But then where Facebook is different is they actually get really really specific where they have like a little search box and you just type in pretty much anything. You could type in fly fishing and it would pop up all the people that have expressed interest in fly fishing and that's your targeted demographic. Okay. So you're trying to find, you know, basically use for that example, interest-based targeting and try to find in. So hopefully, and hopefully it's that because that's actually probably an interest on Facebook is fly fishing. So you could probably target exactly those folks and you could know most, you know, and even I'm even thinking type of time of year, you know, you'd have to be in a, you know, a warmer climate. So it's a sort of year you only want to target certain States because you know, you know, for sure. Yeah. Only certain States would actually do it. So yeah, you can get, um, we find the more detailed you can get with targeting, the better, the type of people you're going to attract that are more interested in your business. So you don't want to just say, oh, well, my business is great for everybody. So I'm just going to do, you know, 18 to 65 uh, female and male, and that's good enough. Well, it really, you're wasting your money by doing that. You want to make sure that you get as specific as possible. So only the people that would be interested in your business are going to see your ads. You don't want to pay money to have your ads shown to people who could care less about your business. Do you have any rules of thumb on that first, that first target audience about how large it should be? Cause Facebook, you know, like you said, you could, you could say all males 18 to 35 and it's a, you know, millions of people. Like a, yeah. yeah like, hundred million people. Yeah. yeah should you be trying listening. niching down to find 10,000 people, a million, like what's, what's like a okay size to start initially targeting for? Sure. Just a general rule of thumb. We try and get around a hundred thousand, which seems like a lot. But when you think about how many people are actually in Facebook, it's actually pretty targeted. Um, if you are doing specific locations, like in your local area, it's going to be a lot smaller just depending on where you live. But if you're doing nationwide, we always tell our clients, try to get in at least a hundred thousand. Okay. So that's a good rule of thumb for at least you know, a reasonable size. Cause you don't also don't want to burn out the audience. So you don't want an audience size of five, an audience size of 5,000 and, you know, have a, yeah, you the same ad 20 times a day, right? Quickly. Yep. Mm, exactly. Yep. Definitely. Okay. So after you, you send them to this, um, you know, video information, they start kind of, they watch the video. Are you asking them for an email address at the end? Are you just, are you retargeting them? What do you do to actually like now understand, okay, this is someone who's watched my video um, and they've engaged with this content. What do you do to actually, you know, capture their information or follow up with them? Sure. Um, well, we have two different avenues that we usually send people. So let's say they decided to opt in and watch our webinar. So we take those people that have watched the webinar and we actually put offers for our business while they're watching the webinar. So they could sign up to either get, you know, our products, we have software, they could sign up for our software. Um, Basically, they can make a purchase at that point. Is this during Um, a live webinar? So as as someone's talking, mm -hmm. it's actually all kind of, okay. And there's something, so live, are you coming up and saying, hey, you could sign up now for X? 
and actually showing yes. an offer? Okay. Yep, you are. Yeah, going through it. I mean, you don't want to do it right off the bat, but you provide value, you show people, and then you say, hey, if you want to sign up for this, click this button over here and we can get you all started. Um, we usually don't do too much pricing while you're talking, but yeah, it is, you can direct them to, directly to a purchase right during your webinar. Um, but there are a lot of people that kind of opt in and never show up for the webinar, right? So then you would start redirecting traffic to get them to watch it. And you can also send them emails, um, either promoting the webinar or just straight promoting your offer for them to purchase. So I'm trying to think for, you know, watching the video on, on the fly fishing tips, that type of example, are you at that point trying to capture their email at the end of the video? You're trying to say, sign up for more tips like this. Are you just retargeting them? Like on a, cause a webinar, you know, you can, a webinar, you kind of understand for me to sign up for this, I'm going to have to give you my email. Like it's kind of the, that's kind of the exchange that, you know, like takes place on the internet, but something like watching a video on maybe YouTube or Vimeo. I don't feel like I have to give my email. I can just watch the video or I can just read your blog post. What do you do with, do you ask them at the end or like, what do you do at that point to stay in touch with that person? Sure. Um, well, to eliminate that process, we try before they do anything, uh, we require for that exchange to happen, that exchange of information, we require that we do have your contact information. Okay. So, so you say to watch, watch right up front. Got it. Okay. So you do, you put a gate up front to say, we're going to show you three exactly. tips, but you know, give us your email, then we'll show you the tips. Yep. It's that free exchange, right? You get that free information, but you have to give us your contact info. And so offering it right up front really eliminates that problem. Um, it's harder to ask for that after you've given them something because then people are like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I, you picture at the, at the very end, you know, maybe the people aren't sitting, you know, on your, your 10 tips, maybe people are not sitting there for the 10. So they get the first three and might, you know, go off after that. So that's why it's kind of when is the right time to ask? Um, I've also seen Wistia. They have a feature where in the middle of the video, you can actually stop it and say, Hey, just keep watching this, enter your email address. Um, so I, don't oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. It's a cool, it's so if you're, it's Wistia is obviously paid, so it's not, you know, free, like YouTube. Sure, we've sort of used thing. Wistia before for videos. Yeah. Yeah. And you can use that and to actually stop a video and say, Hey, you like this? Enter your email and you can see the, you know, you like, you, yeah, you like the first two tips, enter your email and you can watch the, you know, the next five or whatever it is. Oh, that's cool. So you kind of, you get the anticipation, right? You got to hit them hard first with like the value and then, yeah, that is a good idea. Yeah. I, I figure the, the sooner, the earlier in the process that you ask for their information, the, the lower folder you'll have, but then I, I don't know, there's probably some balance there, right? I'm guessing where if you ask for it too there soon, is. right? Like you have to kind of show something, show, Hey, you're going to get this. Here's what you're going to expect. Cause it's not just drop them a landing page, give us your email. It has to be, here's exactly what you're going to get. So basically like essentially what you're paying for something, right? So, but you're not asking for money, you're asking for an email, but here's what I'm going to give you in exchange. And really kind of mapping that out is probably a pretty, uh, you do, yeah. you have to be very specific and also it needs to be enticing as well. Okay. So when you have the ad, which uh, people are seeing that come up on their newsfeed, um, they click on that ad from Facebook, then it takes them to the landing page. And the landing page is just as important as that ad. So both of them, you could even call it a sales page. 
because both of them still are trying to say, hey, if you want this, if you need this, then you need to enter in your information to, to get it. So it has to be very salesy and also um, very straight to the point. So if people get any whiff of it being misleading or a little confusion, then they'll immediately click off of it. So it has to be very direct to the point. And also it has to be, we almost use the same verbiage as the ad itself. So people don't get confused. And now, so once they give you that email though, are they instantly kind of taken to this next, um, next step or do they, do you actually send them an email with, with the information. So basically you have to give a, a valid email, like where's kind of, oh, yeah. a, is that kind of how the gate works? Yeah. So let me just, the current one that we have set up right now, they would go in, they, they're essentially registering for a webinar, right? Where they have to enter their contact information. And then they are sent a email, um, where they can log in and, you know, at a specific time, we can't do webinars every hour. So at a specific time that we have it, uh, they would go in, click on a link, and it would send them directly to that webinar. Got it. Okay. So now let's say, go back and kind of my e-commerce example here. You, you say, you know, we'll show this video. Here are some tips. Enter your email. They give you the email. You send them the video. Um, great. You know, the exchange is done. What's kind of the next follow-up of, like, when are you actually asking them, hey, we do have these you know, this products that could actually help you with that. Like when do you, do you do that during the video? Like you said, or is that something yep. maybe you do after and like, how's that follow up work? It's both. So you've given them the information, uh, after you've given them the majority of the information, then you ask for the, the purchase essentially. Um, and you have a way that let's say like they're watching the video on that video platform, you need to have a way for them to make a purchase because if they have to go through a couple hoops to get there, it's not going to happen. You got to make it easy. Also, um, you can start emailing them either offers or emailing them, uh, for that purchase as well. So you are make, you're making sure that you have many different facets for them to purchase a product or ultimately to become a client, whatever your end goal is. You can't just do one single way. Um, you're just not utilizing all the tools out there available. So emails, automated emails that you're sending them is a really great way to do follow-up. And um, you can do like a, a more complicated sales funnel where they could watch the video, they click on the link, then it takes them to an order page or it could take them, you know, a different direction. But ultimately you're really providing many different types of ways for them to purchase or become a client. Yeah. I like the idea of doing it like basically in the content during the video, that sort of thing. Um, just because you know, if someone's looking up or someone's at least clicking on, um, you know, X number, you know, here are three tools to do X, you know, that they, essentially want to do X at that point. So that's a problem they have today because they're looking at that content, they're interested and you have three tools and it happens that you sell all those three tools. So it's a nice, you know, here's how the tools work. Here's how you could do this. And if you want to actually purchase any of these, you need to, you know, you need this tool here. We're selling it for thirty nine ninety five. You need tool number two. Here's a way to do that. And basically you can purchase them all right now if you want, or you can just read exactly. about the tools and see how they fit in. Yep. So always, we call it the call to action. 
you always have to have a call to action in any kind of marketing material that you're putting out there, whether it's through emails, through webinars, through videos, you always have to provide a way for them to ultimately become a client or make a, make a purchase. Okay. And now do you see anything with, um, like retargeting anything like that working just cause I know, so I obviously, uh, you know, I buy some audio and video equipment all the time. So I see those ads on Facebook all the time with, you know, a new microphone or a new camera equipment and they, they follow me around. Um, <laughs> so they, and they know I'm, you know, the type of person that buys microphones. So they show me microphones yeah. and that sort of thing. So do you do anything within retargeting those same things after, or is it all via email? Um, no, we actually do a lot of retargeting and we have found it to be pretty successful. So what retargeting is, is let's say that, um, there's many different types of retargeting, right? Um, essentially the person has expressed interest in your business or your type of business, but yet they haven't become a client yet. So you're continually in their face. You're coming up on their newsfeed over and over again. Um, and it actually does help because in some weird advert way, it builds this trust that you must know what you're talking about if you keep coming up on my newsfeed or online. And then you start thinking they're a lot, maybe a lot bigger than they are, or they have a lot of information that you need when you see it over and over again. So I highly encourage retargeting. Yeah, I was talking to someone the other day and they, um, they ran through Google's display networks and retargeting ads. And, um, you know, someone, I think they're, they were saying their mother went to their site or something like that. And then went to New York times after and said, wow, honey, I can't believe you're running, you're running ads at New York times and thought, you know, <laughs> and was so impressed they're running ads in New York times and they had to kind of take a step back and say, no, 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 this is the way retargeting works. So it's one of those things that the casual user doesn't even understand. No, they have, they have no idea. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. And, and even me, I, you know, I know how this works and I keep seeing ads from, um, the big, the big photo store B and H, for example. Um, they keep showing me, you know, cameras, and in my head, I, I think I know B&H more than I really do. So I've only, I've purchased a couple of things from the past, but they follow me around to the point of, I like, they, they always say top of mind just cause I'm looking at stuff. So they show me more. So, and I think when I'm ready to go, you know, make the next camera purchase, that's something I'm going to look at just because they've kept up with me even through retargeting. Sure. You've seen them over and over again. So you feel like, you know, that company and somehow you almost feel like you trust them because you've seen it so much. And that's, that's the power of retargeting. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things where if they were sending me, um, emails with, uh, you know, a sale on camera equipment, mm -hmm. my, my inbox, it, it's very hard to get attention in there anymore just cause there's so much, but the, with the retargeting, I sometimes actually stop and kind of enjoy the ads, you know, Secretly. I'm like, Ooh, let's you know, look at the new equipment. I know. It's true. It's true. Yeah. There is, there is a game with email marketing too. Like you brought up, you know, people are getting a lot of emails nowadays. So you have to be creative. Your subject lines are so important when it comes to, um, sending out emails. And we found, I get, if I had to give you one great tip for email marketing, it's, People are going to take action within the first five emails or, or the first week. So you really got to make sure the first ones going out are super, super important. And then you'll get a few stragglers that come in after they've been getting like a month of, of emails from you. But 
put all of your time and effort into the first couple of emails going out because they are by far the most important. Yeah, that's that's a good tip. And I've also, I've learned, um, same thing you said about having uh, content, as- content assets and you might have, you know, one or two like key pieces. Same thing with the email funnel. You might have only one or two, you know, email funnels. And it's not like every week you're thinking of new emails and you, you know, no, craft, craft no, these no. new. Yeah, so like what kind of stuff are you doing there? Because it's not every week you sit down and, writing five new emails. Oh my gosh. No, we use automation. Uh, you have to find some sort of, it's cheap automation. I mean, you can get an email sender for like $5 a month. Uh, but it's very, very practical and something that I would recommend. And what you would do is you would sit down and really think and craft some amazing emails going out. And it really only takes maybe eight. You don't have to have too many. And then you take those emails and you upload them in the automated emailer and you don't even think about it anymore. And it goes through and it does its job. Um, If you're finding though that nobody's taking you up on these emails, people aren't clicking on them, um, your actual email sender, the software that you use will give you reporting and statistics. So you go in there and you're like, oh my gosh, no one has clicked on one single email that I've sent out. Maybe I need to go back and do some tweaks and change it around, change up my offer. And that's where you're going to spend the time is going through and making the tweaks to make them better. But you don't need to keep stuffing them full of more and more emails. Yeah, I think that's a good point right there that, you know, you're spending your time automating the funnel, not making the fun, not, not making the funnel go forever. Um, no, definitely not. In fact, you don't want it to go to forever because then people forget who you are and they're like, who is this spammer that sent me this email? And you're like, wait, you signed up a year ago and they've, they've already forgotten. So don't worry about the really long term emails that you're sending people focus mostly on, you know, getting some really great ones out there to begin with. Uh, people love value that they can get from the emails that you send. So if you can send them a tip or you can send them another free, like downloadable PDF or something like that, that's really great content for emails. Yeah. And the nice part about using the same funnel I found too, is that you can start, like you said, testing, um, because you know, if you send one email and the person doesn't open it, that doesn't really tell you anything. But if I send that same email to a hundred people, and I see, okay, I got a 30% open rate. Let's test a different subject line. Oh, we got a 40% open rate, but you know, this kind of clicked the rate. Okay, now let's kind of, let's test that. So it allows you to get a larger sample size and maybe run, you know, hundred people, 500, whatever each time. So you can start really seeing, you know, a difference um, and understanding how, how that works and then try to optimize basically those open percentages based on subject line, click percentages based on the offer and that sort of thing. Definitely. That is a very good point. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't want to give up after the first email. You got to let it do its job for a little bit before you can decide, is this good? Is this bad? If I need changes and the same thing goes with marketing, any kind of marketing. So your ads, the different type of pages that you have out there, um, you really have to test it out and give it some time. Um, otherwise, I mean, there is, there are ads that we've actually ran that initially did horrible. Like you would think they bombed, nobody's clicking on them. But then we were like, you know what, let's just give it some time, let it settle in. A week later, it's become the most popular ad we've had out there. So you just gotta let it, sometimes you gotta let the dust settle and let it run for a little bit before you to jump to any conclusions. 
I like that. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good tip and definitely one of those things going into it. You don't realize that, you know, you're not sending new emails. Every time someone signs up, that that first email in the sequence is new to them. Um, so that's the first time they're seeing it. And you can send it to someone else the next day and it's new to them. So it's always exactly so that sequence is always new to the new people coming on board. Um, and kind of understanding, okay, I'm not trying to just be an email generation machine, a video generation machine. I'm refining the emails. I'm refining the blog post that I drive all this traffic to that I put in my funnel. And that's kind of, that's a huge takeaway right there. Yeah, that's exactly how, that's exactly how it works. Awesome. All right. I think that's, that was very helpful. I think, um, I think there's a few things there like that, that aren't immediately obvious and kind of getting that insight is very helpful when you're first getting into it. So thank you for that. Definitely. Of course. If folks want to find you, find more information, what would you kind of recommend as, you know, if this just getting into this, what would you kind of recommend as next steps? So I would visit our website. Uh, I'll spell it out because it's actually a very different kind of name. <laughs> we'll also uh, put links in go... the show notes, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ubly. It's Y-O-O-B-L-Y.com. Uh, that's our main website. And we have a lot of information on there on what we do and how we can help out. Um, you can get signed up. Uh, we have an actual training center that walks you through everything that I've talked about um, on the show and go check it out and see if it's something that, that your business can use. Awesome. You know, that's going to be helpful. So thank you very much and uh, definitely appreciate you coming on. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. It's fun.